Welcome to another episode of About a Dog. We are here again to talk about a dog. We always talk about a dog because that's the name of the show and that would be silly if we talked about anything else. Um, I'm Ashley. And I am Michael. And this and whole podcast is all about dog breeds and how they influence people. And how Ashley does episodes without me. <laughs> okay, all I did was a little tidbit thing because I was frustrated and pissy because Facebook pissed me off. <laughs> and just to give some background on, like, when we're, we're... Well, I'm not going to talk about that because they'll no, see no, it on their just, tidbit. Oh, okay. You don't want to give away the episode about Yeah, because the, the tidbit. tidbit's going to come out before this one. Yeah. You said that very quickly. I recommend saying tidbit a little bit slower because tidbit, it's, not titbit. It's yes, actually, <laughs> which sounds like a very perverted drill bit or a sexual device of some kind. Yeah. Now available, Vasilima <laughs> cause the titbit. <laughs> That's horrible. And I've derailed Ashley's train of thought, and she's pink now. So yeah, what, uh, what, uh, what? Uh, well, you were gonna say something? I interrupted you, unfortunately. So timing. So as as we've said before, we record these well in advance before they come out. Probably too far because I tend to forget what we talked about. It's all right. <laughs> um, Life and, happens. Okay, eleven just tickled my leg, and that felt Hello. really weird. Um. So tonight is the State of the Union, and we are refusing to watch the orange-faced buffoon talk in front of Congress. Wait, that's tonight? Yeah, State of Union's tonight. He's still doing that? Yeah. I, this is why I don't pay attention to things, because when it comes to 45, I don't fucking care. Well, the only thing that I really care about is that my ardent Democrat friends have been posting on Facebook (laughs) on how it looks like Pelosi's about to bitch slap him. It's just glaring at him. So I'm, I, I need a moment. I'm picturing it. Let's let's. I, in fact, let's all just picture that right now. Okay. Um. Anyway, but no. Okay. We've we've done yeah. a little political thing. Let's not get off on a tangent. There's a reason why I don't focus on things such as that because honestly, yeah. I have other things in my life that are in this particular instance are a little bit more important. For example. What were you going to say before? Um. You were talking about the state of the union. What, yeah. What so. Going? Virginia can't make up its mind in terms of weather. It is currently five days into February, which usually means our ground is covered in snow. Or should be. Or should be. Instead, it was almost 70 degrees out. Oh, it was really nice. I could actually go out without a jacket. I was wearing like a heavy hoodie, and that was too much. It was gorgeous, but that also means that the backyard was a mud pit, Mm. and... Kemper decided that he was going to roll around in it. Kemper's the 12-year-old rat terrier mix. <laughs> and dum-dum weirdo got a bath. And mm. I turned him into a purple monster because yeah. he is a mostly white dog. And any dog show people will be able to tell you that the best shampoos for keeping a dog white. We don't get any endorsement for no. this spo- or sponsorship for this. so. Well, I'm not even going to say a brand. But mm. the best shampoos that keep a dog white are purple. Never mind. So there are many, many, many different brands that, that you can use. We're not going to recommend one or the other because... At least not in the main episode. Maybe in one of Ashley's little tidbits while I'm at work. Yeah, so tidbits, hopefully Michael well, wait, will be wait, here, wait, but... Okay, I think we should balance the scales, I think. Because if you get an episode where there's a tidbit, I want one. Okay, Just then, me talking. Okay, well then think of something that you want to talk about that is dog-related. Fuck. See? Fuck. That's how I got you. That's not fucking fair, though, still. If you're going to put it on the podcast, then it has to be about a dog. I get that. I get that. It has to be dog-related in some way, shape, or form, period. Because my little tidbit that I recorded this morning was about a dog, was was (laughs) dog-related. It was about a dog. It's the name of the damn show, honey. (laughs) Yeah, it was dog-related. It better be about a dog. And basically... Moral of the story, Facebook is weird for dog groups. If you're friends with Ashley on Facebook, you know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yes. let's get some of our contact stuff out up front. Contact stuff? 
Yeah, how do they get in contact with us? Oh, oh, right, so, right, right. I was like, what the hell? Is, like, you're if wearing you, lenses now? I thought no. you were just use glasses for driving and stuff. If you have any suggestions, what have you, feel free to email us at aboutadogpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at aboutadogpod. Follow us on Instagram at aboutadogpod. And follow us on Twitter. On at aboutadog1, which unfortunately Ashley is still the only follower in regards to that. <clears throat> so please follow us. Yeah, look, I could I also have the, the podcast follow Elon Musk if I wanted to. But, you know, I, I mean, don't pl- think that's look, appropriate. Please follow us. Every single episode that we post, we will we post... The photos of the dogs that we are featuring. Yeah, I do every episode. Anytime every episode. anything goes live on either the Facebook or the Instagram page, mm-hmm. I immediately find a way to make it go on Twitter. And it's always there. Yeah. Um, I blame myself in regards to the lack of um, tweets. Um, it could be because I would love to blame work. I love to blame other things. It's all on me, honestly. I'll just go ahead and put it out there. And I do apologize. But at the same time, there's no excuse. If you want to follow the show, that's another means to do so. Not just Instagram and the book of faces. Right. So, also, the whole... We'll do this at the end again. Rate, review, subscribe, download on... Please. On... Word of mouth. I actually... I actually have a friend in the Netherlands that Mm -hmm. I let her know that we have a podcast. And I certainly hope... Um, she's tuned in um, yep. for this particular for any episodes to be honest with you I didn't yeah. know we had it and um, word of mouth is always a good thing uh, if you're in the dog show world and you listen to this and have friends or whatnot, spread the word it's always a good you know well, tell a friend like the movie says yeah and even if you're not in the dog show world just tell whoever we're trying to be as informative as possible and educative as well as entertaining and the whole mission of the podcast is basically to educate people on why a certain breed impacts the people around it and how it impacts people today. Because we have been impacted mm-hmm. by a dog breed, honestly. And by honestly, multiple. My, well, that's very true. And my life has never been the same because, mm-hmm. I mean, I see so many amazing dogs and part of how the genesis of the podcast came up is the f- the bottomless pit of information that you have mm-hmm. you know i can just point at a random dog mm-hmm. and say what the heck is that and you're like um i will tell you right now it is and the name will come out right there and depending on the breed i can also tell you the bloodline too that's true i actually have a dog i'm actually going to, i'm putting you to the test oh hell yeah. well while, while he finds that what... it'll be about a minute trust me it's a so... recent post what I'll give a little no, bit of no, thing yes. of what we did over the weekend. I'm done. Hang on, what we did over the weekend, we actually saw my favorite murder live in DC, yes, which we was did. awesome. The fan base is awesome. There were some nice murderinos out yeah, there. Yeah, all you. the murderinos are really, really, really nice. One thought that I should Superman, because I was wearing one of Ashley's shirts that's as close to cross dressing as I got. Because um, I've done it before, actually, for um, there was a work thing and I wore mm-hmm. your jersey. In any event, um, she said I should. I was wearing a button-up shirt, and she said I should just uh, quote unquote Superman that shit. And mm-hmm. what I eventually ended up doing was just taking the shirt off altogether because it was it was okay. Well, and the um, the shirt said "fuck politeness" on it, so murderinos. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, go, yeah. Have, have a go at me. Go ahead, that's fine. It's fuck politeness, Thank not you. fuck the police. Which is what almost came out of your mouth. That was not where I was going, but I'm amused at that it went there. All right, back to the image. Okay. Well, hang like on, the, hang on. So what? I we also took one of our dogs with us. We took Rolo. We took Rolo because he's my service dog, and Rolo was awesome. Well, to backtrack, Rolo has been kind of cooped up with mm-hmm. two ladies in season. His daughters. Say. Yeah, both Raven and Celine have been in season, um, and it's to the point where my mornings have become longer with the kids because I've had to kind of be with them to make sure that they don't go and play in the mud like Kimber did. Um, but yeah, they're driving him insane. We need to get him out of the house. I mean, let me put it this way. He was very, I guess you could say, enamored of Alice to the point where he actually urinated in the house. 
Which he hasn't done since we first got him in 2012. We're getting ready to drive all the way to D.C. I'm already stressed about that as it is, considering, you know... I and I had bathed him and, that morning, right, right. and... I wanted to take my knife. You said, no, don't take the knife, because you never know. They'll have security. They don't have the security, because I already lost one, you know, multi-tool to Universal Studios. <laughs> I'm not about to hey, lose that Hey, but shit I replaced yet. it for Christmas. No, you didn't. Oh, I replaced the knife. You replaced the knife, Yeah. Multi-tool is like, I got a fucking spare at home, I don't care. But in any event, the point is, Rolo peed, I was pissed. Ha, yeah, go ahead and run with that. Um, but I actually had a bit of a moment when I said, look, the only reason why you're going is because mom wanted you to, otherwise your ass would be created right now. He went and, well, if this was a performance review, he exceeded expectations. Oh, big time. He. Yeah. He did his job, did it very, very, very well, and he hadn't been out in a while, and probably since Orlando, so that's over a month, and he just, he was awesome. He was yeah. great. He he did a wonderful job and helped navigate us through D.C., granted D.C., downtown D.C. is nothing compared to New York. It's wider, to be It's wider, and it's more space, and it was nice. Um, <laughs> it was really funny. We get off the metro. And we immediately turn a hard left, and we're sitting there going <laughs> the through the alphabet, but we're going the wrong, wrong way. way. <laughs> we needed to go the correct. Well, actually, we needed to go backwards, um, and we, so we started going one way, and we immediately turned around and started walking the complete opposite direction. So and that for, was fun, especially for you, considering how cold it was. It must uh, be. What is wrong? And how cold it was, and how bad my feet are. I just realized wrong? my arm is slightly purple from uh, bathing Kemper earlier. From bathing Kemper, because. And there's like purple little flecks on my arm. That's fun. Mm. Now okay. can we can we yeah. get to the the, yeah. the new this new thing that I think may become a thing where Ashley has to try to identify this dog breed. Okay, name the breed, Ashley. Ooh, that's what we can call it. Name the breed, Ashley. Okay, oh this is, shit. This is my friend Matt's dog. Mm-hmm. His name is Lincoln, and they don't know what the hell he is. That's not very fair. I know, because I don't know if there's a right answer or not. But we they think he's a mix, though. So, this is what he looks like. There you go. Have That's fun. really not a good picture to determine. Well, what do you want? well, it's either that or one where he's wearing the cone of shame. I do not like... There's a good one of his face. Um, I'm leaning toward hound mix of some sort. Mm. And if they got him from this... Yeah, he's overweight, though. So... <laughs> Matt can't listen to the episode now. God damn. He needs a little bit of a diet. Actually, he, he's not... He... He just needs to lose a few. He he's perfectly fine the way he is. The he's well guy. loved. He well let's let's just say he was injured recently in a similar way that Kemper did. He had to have surgery, but he's recovering well. Good. Our, our best our best to you, Lincoln. Feel yes. better, buddy. Yes, but he does look like a hound mix of some sort. He's fluffy. <laughs> and there. And possibly some lab or something because Yeah, I think and, so too. And what you have to think about when... Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. Um, what? Everyone, if you want Ashley to try to identify what your dog is, we'll select one at random. Go ahead and send an image to the email. Yeah. With the dog's name only and what you yeah. think it might be. Yeah. Um, oh, that's going to be fun. And again, email it to <laughs> um, aboutadogpod at gmail.com and I'll... I'll look at I'm it and I'll select Ashley a couple. Homework. Yes. <laughs> Don't <Okay>. do that. <clears throat> oh yeah, sorry. No. But I guess we we've talked about this in a previous episode. I have something called trigeminal neuralgia. I'm gonna get a spray bottle if you don't cut it out. And it causes extreme facial pain. So if you hear me having trouble saying a few words, or if I vibrating the top lip when she's not yeah. supposed to, yeah, top lip stuff. If you hear me all of a sudden go, oh holy shit, that's why. And or either that or I did something that was probably yeah. less than favorable. Um, certain sounds like F and P and S's are really hard to say sometimes, and I'll get tongue tied and whatever. It's just this thing that's happened. A painful thing. Yeah, it's very, very, very painful. Had an MRI. We're good. Nothing overly bad so far. As far as I'm aware, I didn't get a major phone call that said, hey, come to the ER. So we're good. Yeah. Um, we're not asking for um, thoughts and prayers or anything. No. Um, if you express concern for Ashley, as I often do, it's always welcomed and appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And as of right now, I'm still just keeping it on moving. 
Um, the only downside is, is that I am not working because of this extreme pain at the moment. And we're trying to figure out what's going on and the best approach in order to find an appropriate job for me that will allow me the flexibility and understanding with this particular painful disability. So that's the tough part, but we're, we're making it work. I really like to think so, to be honest with you. I mean, because honestly, this is just something we have to roll through. Yeah. And that's what I fully intend to do. I don't intend to make this any particular type of negative way possible. Nah. Um, I am a little bit vexed that you would play Kingdom Hearts without me considering that's what I've been thinking about most of the day. Um, but hey, that's okay. In my defense, though. In your defense? Okay. Did it, you or did you not start a new world without me? I did, but Thank not you very much. But not a lot. And oh, but not a lot. Oh, but the majority justification. We but the it. majority of the time, I was spent in a world that we had already gone to. This is not a video game podcast, <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it that. And so, let's actually get down to the nitty gritty. Finally, she's gonna get to the main topic. Ashley, mm-hmm. are we talking about a rare breed or a known breed? Rare breed. Oh, goody! Mm-hmm. No, seriously, what are we talking about? We're talking about and no giggles. Okay, I'm sorry. That's just inviting giggles at this point. We're talking about a French breed. It is called the Barbet. <laughs> I said no giggles. I'm not giggling. I'm outright laughing. It is spelled B-A-R-B-E-T. <laughs> the T is silent, so it is Barbet. <laughs> is there a companion dog named Ken? No. And actually... Does she have a little dream dog house? No. <laughs> does, she, does she? You get one more. Does she have a little puppy friend named Skipper? No. Oh wait, that was a sister. Barbie's sister was Skipper. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this breed originated oh. in France, <laughs> and it is arguably. The original water dog. Uh, speaking of water, tears are just rolling out of my eyes. <laughs> um, but it's the original water dog with roots going back to the 16th century. Oh. With the first mm. breed standard written in 1894. I would like to mention any Barbet owners out there, I do humbly apologize. Because um, we see you guys a lot at open shows. You guys yeah. are awesome. Yeah, and if anything... You I'm... host a lot of open shows for us down in Orlando, and props and kudos to you guys. Yeah, and if you got sick from Orlando, Ick, um, uh, hope, it... hopefully you've recovered yeah. now, honestly. Um, but no, I, and I, I purposely go into these podcasts with little to no knowledge mm-hmm. whatsoever. That way my reaction is fresh and unfortunately the way my mind is i just immediately go to the most absurd possibility and immediately for some reason that connected it was like the Kazon and that one breed we talked about that went to star trek Mm -hmm. um kudos to tia for uh, picking that one up so what do you think barbet means in french i could probably look it up but i think i'd rather you tell me because i doubt it has anything to do with um uh Damn, I'm trying to think of another Barbie reference. But it's not no, it has nothing to do with anything to do with Barbie. <laughs> All I can think of, unfortunately, is what my sister used to do. It doesn't mean them. Barbie Dream House. It doesn't what? mean pop the heads off and throw them across the room, which no, is what I used to do. Let me mention what Tori used to do with the what Barbies. What did she used to do? Um, scalp them and bite their feet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would pop their heads off and fling the bodies across the room. No, I can't do that. I wanted to. Damn it. So. Oh, drowning pool. All right. Barbie means beard in French. So that kind of gives you a clue as to what they look like. They're kind of bearded looking. So are they connected to the to the LGBT community? No. No? No. Not that kind of beard? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, but the Barbet is said to be the founder of several important breeds. Interesting. The Poodle. Mm-hmm. The Briard. Mm-hmm. And the Bichon Frise. And a lot of breeds that have this kind of hair-like coat. And they are classified as a multifaceted gun dog. Meaning that they will 
flush the game. So what a gun dog, so in many ways, what a true gun dog does, Mm -hmm. some will flush, Mm -hmm. some will point, some will set, Mm -hmm. and some will retrieve. Point. Exactly. So. I do not like the cone of shame. Setters set, Mm -hmm. which means that they drop. I'm sorry, it's like saying the Gauls are from Gaul. Setters set. Okay, and I'm getting ready to describe what a setting position is. Oh, good. What setting is, it's a position designed to crouch down below the birds. It's kind of like a point, but laying down. Mm -hmm. And the reason behind that is setters came out before the invention of the gun. Mm -hmm. And so hunters would just use a net. So they didn't want the dogs to scare the birds, so the dogs just dropped down to the ground. Kind of like a marker indicating where Mm -hmm. the prey was, essentially. Exactly. So pointers, obviously, they pointed the game game as to where it is. It wouldn't be directly on top of it. It would just be in the direction. In the general vicinity, yeah. And they're not supposed to... They're not supposed to wag their tail, Mm -mm. but they're supposed to keep an even distance between the game and themselves. Now, flushing Mm -hmm. is where the dog goes through the field, finds the birds, and flushes them up so that the hunter can shoot them. Mm. And then obviously retrieving is to retrieve the dead game in wherever it falls. You know automatically my head goes to Odin, the dog we see at dock diving, right? Yeah. Dead bird. Dead, dead bird. Because that's essentially her call. What she does is, forgive me, I don't know her name off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm not sure of her name. But she does this like ballerina-like walk. Odin is supposed to stay in one particular mm-hmm. position, and she walks to the other end on her front toes, mind you. I've mm-hmm. noticed this. And she will make sure that he stays. She has several different commands, but the one that sticks out the most is the one where she throws a toy into the bull. And Odin is sitting there, poised and just, well, literally, he's sitting. Yeah. And but she, he's ready. And she screams, dead bird. So obviously this is some that's sort That's the release command. That's the release command, so I know. So what, what she also does is she tells him, mark. And right. what, what the mark command means is to find what they're looking for mm-hmm. and find what they're supposed to get. Yeah. And then dead bird means to go get it. Go get it, yeah. yeah. So for the yeah. barbet, what they do is they flush and retrieve. So they will go and... What is Eleven doing? Um, doing that. Oh my god. <laughs> She's playing with something under her medicine cabinet. But So this breed goes and flushes and retrieves in watery areas. Mm-hmm. And marshy areas, too. So, they would flush. Hunter shoots. And as soon as the hunter shoots, they go out and get it. Mm-hmm. Hence retrieve. Mm-hmm. And during so, the... So, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. There are dogs that do each individual thing. Mm-hmm. But the barbet is essentially an all-around. It can do all these things? No. It no. only flushes and retrieves. Okay. There are a few breeds that will do all of it. Yeah. And those are your German hunting breeds. Like the German short hair pointer, German wire hair pointer, Weimaraner, German long hair pointer. Those will do all of it. Mm-hmm. And the main reason is Germany had a dog tax and they needed a dog that could do it all so that they wouldn't get taxes hard. <laughs> we need something that will do all of it. So that way we don't mm-hmm. have to pay as much. It is just good business, honestly. And then leave it to the Germans to do that. Kudos to you guys. Yep. So, during the time when the Barbet was developed and was hugely, hugely popular, mm-hmm. which was between the 16th century and World War One, shock and all. Back to that again, I see. Yeah. The breed was so well known mm-hmm. that it was... Also known as the Muddy Barbet because it was notorious for its love of water and playing in the mud and getting like marshy nastiness. I've seen Rolo come in after his little session with mud. I've seen Kemper come in after his little session of mud. 
instantly this in my mind is cringeworthy to the point where I honestly want to clench my fist. I just the sound of a muddy dog just mm-hmm. I immediately want to like make sure we have plenty of towels available to clean it up. Well and think about this, so they're the original water dog that's behind poodles, Bichon Frises, Briards, a lot of other breeds that are bred to go in the water and have mm-hmm. a long curly coat. Right. So imagine that long curly coat getting muddy. Yeah, it's not happy. It's like having bubble gum in your hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what this breed also has is something called a soft mouth. Yeah. So, a Sounds soft... Like something you don't want at the dentist. <laughs> yeah. He's got soft mouth. Oh, my God. Get the dentures. So... Cancel all my appointments! A lot of retrievers are known to have this dog terminology called a soft mouth. And it kind of um, is related to this Instagram, Twitter thing that was going around, I think, last year called the Egg Challenge, where dog owners were having their dogs carry an egg in their mouth and then drop it into the owner's hand, and then the egg wouldn't be broken. This is honestly the first I've heard of it. Why did Alice do it last year? She did it. She managed to do it. I wouldn't trust anybody else to do it. Oh, God, no. Um, Try Imagine trying to do, have Kemper do that. He wouldn't do it. We could no. barely get him on the climb tonight to eat dinner. Yeah, so um, what a soft mouth means is that they have an instinct when they are grabbing something with their mouth that they do not bite down as hard as they can. That they just grab it to grab it and so that they don't damage birds and all that stuff quit miming how i was fucking up shit on kingdom hearts 3 i'm sorry but soft mouth this equates soft hands you're doing it gently so the whole point of this soft mouth concept is to be as gentle with as possible right to retrieve the birds without damaging the birds Mm -hmm. because hunters during that time used birds as food Mm. so they didn't want the dog to just go... It'll, it'll ruin the meat. Yeah, it'll ruin the meat. So they just picked it up. And so if you see any... And I recommend you do so. It's, it's fascinating to watch. If you see a gun dog trial mm-hmm. or a full-on hunt, you will actually see the dog pick up the bird and get it in a position so that it's the most comfortable for the dog mm-hmm. and it doesn't damage the bird at all. Yeah. That's but, honestly what you would ideally want mm-hmm. in any particular type of dog that's going to retrieve. You want to make sure... What the, I'm in the middle of talking. I don't know what that was. Did we, uh, have, we have an earthquake? I don't believe so. Do you want me to research this? No. Okay. So but ideally that's something you would want. I mean, if you essentially want what it is mm-hmm. you've shot intact. Not that we... Endorse hunting. I know many people who do hunt, and it's right. just not for me. So, during the time frame that this breed was very popular, they were responsible for helping get people food and substance and making sure that they didn't starve to death. It is difficult to obtain sustenance. So, yes. It's the thing. You, you, I know it's the thing. Did I say anything? No. I merely repeated the word as it should have said properly. Is it something that people in call centers do that is kind of a dick move? Yeah. <laughs> and I learned it from Sam. Anyway. So, this breed was vitally important, especially in rural areas of France, to make mm-hmm. sure... Oh, okay. So, the barbet is essentially not something that would indicate status like nope. what we've previously discussed... This is the working man's kind of dog. Yeah, this is a true working dog that's helping put food on the table and making sure that its people live. So it's... They're so working class that even the dog has to work. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And... That's America. (laughs) (laughs) Well, downside with a lot of these Central European breeds, we're going to get into why it's classified as rare. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said earlier that it helped to develop poodles, briards, Bichon Frise, and many other breeds. Mm-hmm. Because of World War One and World War Two, they almost went extinct. So a breed 
that was responsible for developing such notable breeds like the poodle. Mm-hmm. I mean, could go extinct. Mm. That's a crying shame. They are beautiful dogs to an extent. Right. And so the population dramatically plummeted because of World War One and World War Two, mm-hmm. And understandably so because people were more... Concerned. concerned about their own lives as yeah. opposed to those of the dogs, which is perfectly understandable and justified, I understand. Yeah, oh yeah. And because of the work of several dedicated breeders in the very rural areas that weren't impacted heavily by the Germans storming through France, mm. the breed was saved. Okay. And it's now gaining a popularity all around the world. It's mm. a fully recognized FCI breed. Mm. It is... Well, naturally, they are automatically recognized by... They are AKC recognized, aren't they? No. No, they're not. No. Oh, rare breed, that's right. Yeah. Duh. They are currently in the miscellaneous class. Oh, sounds familiar. So, as we've said before, in terms of the rare breed flowchart, as you were, there are several levels. There's. You need, you need to make this flowchart at some point, or find one. Yeah. So, there's not no U.S. presence and has... Not even foundation stock recognized. Mm-hmm. Then there's foundation stock service. Mm-hmm. Then there's miscellaneous. Then there's full recognition. Yeah. So this breed is classified as miscellaneous, meaning that they have over 150 dogs in the U.S., have an active breed club, and are working diligently to move to full recognition. Once a breed is in miscellaneous class, it can take... Years. Years. Generally, for a foreign breed that's not based in the U.S., that wasn't founded in the U.S., mm-hmm. the timetable is between five to seven years. Hmm. The exception to that is the Belgian Lacanois, who's been in the miscellaneous class for almost 20 years. But there are other reasons behind that. Well, I mean... One thing I th- I'm fairly certain we've discussed is it's a numbers game. If you have mm-hmm. the numbers here stateside, then you can progress to the next tier, as it were. It's a numbers game, and it's also the club. So in many cases where there's a lot of working dogs, they want to preserve the working ability. Mm-hmm. And some view the AKC as just fancy show dogs and don't want to go forward with AKC recognition. Well... The Barbet Club, they are doing an amazing job right now making sure that this breed looks as unrefined as possible. Mm. And when you see a Barbet, you kind of are like, what in the world is that? It kind of looks, it doesn't look like a poodle. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like a Briard at all. It doesn't look like a Bichon Frise. It's a medium to large size dog. And it can come in a multitude of colors and even party colored. And this is why when I say party, it's P-A-R-T-I, not P-A-R-T-Y, meaning it can have different colors like black and white, brown and white, that sort of thing is classified as party colored. And that's also because of the ancestry of the Barbet is why you will see some poodles having multiple colors. It's the Barbet ancestry as to why that is. Hmm. Now, in the AKC, poodles can only show if they are solid color. In the UKC, they can show as long as they're any color other than merle, I think. But I might be wrong. Um, poodles. Let, us, let us know in our e- yeah. email. Poodle is not this episode. Um, so, Do we have one slated for poodles? Not yet, no. Oh, I don't think so. So, this breed is currently in miscellaneous. And we see them frequently at open shows, and you, you especially mentioned. in Orlando. Um, the Barbet Club of America has actually hosted two open shows, 2018 and 2017, that we were at. And they're currently used now as versatile companions. Mm-hmm. They're going to go into the sporting group when they go to full recognition. Yeah. So they're going to be competing against... Golden Retrievers, Labradors, Pointers, Setters, Spaniels, all of those things. Pretty much everything. Yeah. Pretty much every gun dog possible. But that also means, because they're being used as a versatile family companion, 
they can do it all. I've seen photos of Barbés doing agility, obedience, rally, um, gun dog trials, show dogs, and all of that. Now, one thing I do want to preface with this, and this is something that a lot of rare breed people get, is people that have rare breeds, we are 100% used to having our dogs be... Mistaken for something else. Mm-hmm, mistaken for something else. Oh, what a cute beagle! Punch! <laughs> Basically, if we would get a dollar every single time that someone referred to our dogs as beagles. We can actually probably uh, afford to have a special room built and constructed in the house specifically for podcasting. Oh, yeah. And all the technology that would be needed for that. In under a year. Probably in under six months. Uh, yeah, six months is probably a better estimate in my, in my mind. And Maybe the... seven, considering it's going to take you a while to actually settle on a builder that you actually like. Yeah. After you get like three references from them. And they don't call me ma'am. Oh, that's automatic disqualification. Please excuse yourself. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Yep. So for the Barbet people, they get mistaken as golden doodles and labradoodles. I bet they're fond of that. Which is like fingernails on a chalkboard. We can relate. And we can totally relate. Um, However... With the whole doodle craze right now, and it really is called doodle craze, and it's basically crossing... The dogs make a whole bunch of doodles in the backyard. I know. <laughs> they made a doodle when I got home, honestly. All of them yeah. think just about doodles. I had to witness it. It was not fun. Um, but what doodle means in terms of whenever you... If you were to see something being advertised as... Something doodle, mm-hmm. it means that it has been crossed with a poodle. Yeah. It means that it is a mixed breed. Yeah. It is not a pure bred dog. Right. The only exception to that mm-hmm. is something called the Australian Labradoodle. And the Australian Labradoodle actually has a breed standard. They are crossing Australian Labradoodles together and they are producing pure bred dogs for the past probably 10 years now mm-hmm. I do not anticipate them becoming fully recognized by any clubs because the, a lot of purebred dog clubs do not want to have doodles involved whatsoever so even if you so if you have a labradoodle or a golden doodle we will never cover them on this podcast I mean I hate it when Alice makes a doodle in the house that pisses me off more mm-hmm. than anything else but I mean, Barbet owners, um, we know that we empathize. And we we feel totally pain. do. And you probably are doing the exact same thing we are, which is using them despite how cringeworthy and you know need jerk reaction is to punch them right in the freaking jaw until all their teeth fall out. Um, I I just got home from work. It's been a long day. Um, use it as a teachable moment. Exactly. You've got them. You they're your audience. Mm-hmm. The dog is essentially the lure. Use that as your platform to get on your little box, as I'm sure you probably already are, and do what we do and basically say, no, this is actually my purebred dog, Mm -hmm. purebred dog the Barbet. This is Mm -hmm. what they do. This is my dog's name. These are its titles. You're an idiot. Go away. Well, and (laughs) like Michael said, use it. Maybe not the last bit. Yeah. Use it as a teachable moment. And I also would anticipate seeing as the Barbet becomes more popular and becomes fully recognized, I would definitely expect to see Meet the Breeds booths and things mm. like that covering how it is not a Labradoodle, mm. covering how it is not a Golden Doodle. I'm waiting for the day where we can afford shirts that say, don't call my hammy a beagle. Yeah, that'd be great. Here, here, here you go. You kids wear this. Go. Um, <laughs> because a lot of um, breed clubs are starting to put little signs up on there. Um, on their booth saying, basically saying no to, say no to doodles because, and I know you're giggling because doodle also means poop. Well, but yes, I've been running that joke into the ground, but I was actually thinking about, um, 
an experience in Orlando with Doodles. Yeah, I, we won't go there. You know, you already have. There's an episode, I think, probably already out there about that. Probably. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing is when you cross breed dogs, you don't know what you're going to get. So you really don't. That's not what I was going to go for, but you know what Mama always said. Yeah. <laughs> so, for people who are trying to find a quote-unquote hypoallergenic dog, there is no such, <laughs> no such thing. thing. Um, you can have a dog that is less allergenic because mm. of its hair type, but people can be allergic to the the type of coat that they have, mm-hmm. and they can be allergic to the saliva. Fun fact, Ashley and I are both allergic to dogs and cats, yet mm-hmm. we live with them. Mm-hmm. If I'd be able to afford it, I would get allergy shots, and I would actually not have yep. any allergic reactions to Rolo. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one I had, I think, last weekend, where mm-hmm. my underarm right on my right hand, uh, you know, my arm right here on the right forearm, uh, I broke out into hives because of mm-hmm. the contact that I had with Rolo. So. Well, and the thing is... Just remember, with... I love my dog. I love my dog. I love my dog. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people know what I'm talking about right now. And so when you're looking for a breed that is less allergenic, um, what you should do is contact the breeder of that particular dog. Research. What we always talk about. Research. Research. Do your research. Research. And then... If you have allergies or if your child has allergies and you are concerned, set up a meeting in a neutral location to make sure that you don't react or that your child does not react. Well, aside from the fact that it makes it sound like it's like a Craigslist meetup, you know, it, it's a valid point. It, it's a necessary thing if you were concerned about allergies. We actually did that. Yes. We went to the park mm-hmm. not far from here. And yep. we met an individual that was interested in the breed. It didn't pan out, no. but it proves the example perfectly. Yeah. Meet in a location where you both are familiar mm-hmm. and just basically, you know... Chat and, ha- and hang have out. An, yeah, and have an open and honest conversation. Every single breeder that is a reputable breeder of a specific breed should be open and willing to do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, case in point, someone that is on our wait list mm-hmm. that lives relatively close to us mm-hmm. when i say relatively i mean like less than a five hour drive we're gonna meet up with them at some point hopefully i'll be notified in advance for this yes that's kind of vague at this point at some point maybe yeah but, i don't know maybe next year or sometime i don't know and it, but it's the same thing possibly. it's like meet with them talk to them see what they're like to live with mm-hmm. and get an open and honest dialogue going and when if you are interested in getting a barbet, the absolute worst thing you can do is say, "I have a golden doodle, and I want something that looks similar," or equate it to a golden doodle or a labradoodle. Missed it by that much. Many 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 barbet breeders. It would not surprise me mm-hmm. if they don't have some sort of screening program. That basically says that you are not allowed to own a Barbet if you own a Labrador or if you own a Golden or certain other breeds that are commonly crossed with Poodles because they don't want to have the same impact that this whole hybridization has caused. And it's totally understandable. Well, I mean, if they're reputable, mm-hmm. reputable breeder, I tried to say, apparently this is my episode to fuck words up. Um, like you say, they will have um, a significant vetting process mm-hmm. so as to ensure that the barbet is going to be a right fit for you. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, they that's like half the battle. They're going to do that for you. Conversely, you need to do that for yourself. Do Mm -hmm. your homework. Mm -hmm. Do Do, it. Do your research. Make sure that everything about them suits your needs and suits your lifestyle. Trust me, you don't want to get a zero. I've done that. It's not good. It drops your grade down. Yeah. And and I mean, the thing is, is yes, there are good points about Barbet in that, number one, they're kind of low shedding to the point of no shedding. And... Okay, low shedding, but thick get bubble gum in your peanut in, in, in your in, I almost said peanut butter in your in your fur coat. I, mm-hmm. Because their coat is not really technically a coat. 
It's more like hair. So, yeah, which means it never stops growing. Yeah, mine doesn't so need a haircut it, at some point. It does need regular grooming. Like I said, I need a haircut at some point. <clears throat> yeah, but for for Barbet owners, there's a specific grooming style that they have to do. It is not groomed like a poodle, hmm. where you've got the full chest and pom-poms on the butt and tail. and. Well, let's face it, uh, no poodles are cookie cutter anyway. Mm-mm. Everybody's going to put their own style and flair on it. Well, I mean, for the show ring, there are certain specific cuts that are okay, required. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. They have to meet certain mm-hmm. criteria. Okay. And for barbet owners, there's, there's no different. There's this whole... They want the breed to still look rustic mm-hmm. and not overly stylized. Isn't this something that I've heard before when we were at dog shows, that the dog should look like it's show ready, but at the same time equally ready to do a job. Exactly. And this is what the Barbet people are trying to do, is make it so that they look like they can go immediately from the show ring and go right into the field, and then after some bathing, go right back into the show ring. Because we've seen dogs in certain locations that... Um, have been in the ring and did not look ready to do the job with which they are known for. Mm-hmm. So we, that, that's the only reason why yeah. I bring it up because it, it brought, it's brought that memory back into the forefront of my mind. Right. And, and the main thing is form and function. Mm. Form should follow function. And yeah. same thing with this breed. And same thing for her. Like, and people need to understand when they are looking at a breed like the Barbada own, mm-hmm. they are bred to be working gun dogs. Mm-hmm. Don't own a bird if you're going to. <laughs> Chickens are not a good idea for you. Chickens, uh, <laughs> doves, parrots, parakeets. Wait, wait, I thought of something funny. Was Talk to your dog breeder and see if chickens are right for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, it's true. If you if you have if you are considering getting a barbet, uh, and you also happen to have a cockatoo mm. and you let the cockatoo hang out all day long or an african or, or, gray or, parrot or a budgie yeah and you let the bird have like free time outside of its cage or you're gonna let the dog have free roam while you're not watching it you will not have that bird anymore nope and that you cannot fault the dog for that it's doing its job it's performing the instincts that are hardwired and ingrained in its brain mm. so blame yourself don't blame the dog. Mm. And that sounds like we're talking about a completely different breed, honestly. Where's Jackie? Get her on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get down that road later. Oh yeah. Um, so today, mm-hmm. if you want to own a barbet, there is a US presence, there is a US club. It's We've still mentioned them more than once. Yeah, it's still hard to come by. And just be prepared to sit on a waiting list with any rare breed. Just be prepared. Have patience. It's kind of like the Michael Caine style of acting. Get ready, hurry up, and wait. Yeah. And for me, I'm the same way. If somebody sends me a puppy inquiry and they're a little too pushy, Mm. then in my mind my guard is up and I'm like, you, you don't have the patience. You're like, I don't know you. Well, and also, you don't have the patience to be able to take care of the breed. Uh, that's a fair point. And anything, I, unfortunately, this is just, you know, hard-fought knowledge through 40 years. Yes, I'm old. Leave me alone. Of my life. But anything in life worth doing is not easy to do. I mean, I'm... I'm okay. A little bit of mush here. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this to... Um, my supervisor today and I said look it took me 30 years to find you I'm not going anywhere anytime soon mm-hmm. and that's very true mm-hmm. so wow is that we have not been together 10 years have we no nearly though um Two, well, eight years it'll be eight so I'm right nearly is nearly nearly so I'm right it, it'll be eight, it'll be eight years in May yes it will so um I need, and to, to, I need to remember that. And to quote, to quote my mother, and she's a very um, 
blunt southern woman. It's kind of refreshing at times and kind of annoying at other times. Which, by the way, little little fun tip, everybody. If someone from the south says, bless your heart, they are not issuing you a compliment. That is a giant middle finger to your face, and you don't even know it. They're telling you to go fuck yourself. Basically, I was actually... I heard this at work the other day. Somebody told somebody else, Oh, bless your heart. I immediately turned around, like that, and that's all I said. Because obviously someone did not get the memo. Get the memo, people. Bless your heart ain't a good thing. Yeah. Uh Uh Nice. I'm terribly sorry. (laughs) This is what happens, you know, I'm at home. I can burp now. Um, So yeah, what my mom has ingrained into my head is the toughest decision is usually the decision that is most correct for you. So, in that regard, if you are considering any rare breed, be prepared to wait. Mm. And realize that, yes, if you want a Barbet, I'm sure you can probably find some breeder of golden doodles or labradoodles that look like barbet they're not going to act the same they're mm-hmm. not going to be the same the coat is not going to be the same it is literally a completely different animal yes with completely different needs and so is it, is it that time already yeah it's that time already is it really yeah, it honestly doesn't feel like it's been that long honestly. and i cool. think i go first and i'm not about to stop you ashley Mm-hmm. Individual who was the inspiration and genesis of this entire podcast, giving me of all people a microphone in front of my face. The last thing you could probably give me. Would you own a barbet? No. Defend why? Grooming first off. Oh, I hate it when you take my reason. Um, the grooming is one thing, and the other reason is. We already have a breed that's confused for another, and I swear I would probably get violent if I had a barbet and we were walking around one of our local malls that's dog-friendly and someone goes, oh, that's a cute doodle. No, I would get arrested for assault that's so why we many need to times. Make a document that says, I'm sorry, I have this restraining order. You have to stay five feet away from me. It's like, why do you say that? Because you're stupid. And <laughs> this to be restraining again order. I thought it was funny. Anyway. Well, and to me, they are a perfect size. Mm-hmm. Size wise, yeah. they're great. They're yeah. like Alice size. Yeah. So they're not. Alice is, um, if you've seen Rolo, Rolo is a big guy. Alice is like. She's th- like. I don't know. I would say more than a half. She's she's yeah. definitely more than half of his size. So she's average. Alice is about 50 pounds. Yeah. And that's about the same size as a Barbet. Which yeah. to me is like perfect dog size. If you didn't have the breed that you have. If we had absolutely... I know this is unfathomable. <laughs> if we had no dogs whatsoever, would you reconsider? Hell no. Why? Same reasons. <laughs> Because as much as I enjoy grooming, yeah, I do love You've groomed clumbers. This is like light yeah. for you, and I and see that's the thing is the style of grooming that I'm used to mm-hmm. is a little bit of stylized grooming, mm-hmm. and with Barbet, they want them to look rustic, mm-hmm. and it would take every ounce of my patience. Mm-hmm. To not want to flat comb them to oblivion and make them look more stylized. So it it would take a lot of (laughs) self-control to like hold back and be like, stop combing you bitch, stop combing. Well, with Ashley, you have to understand, going to a dog show with her is tantamount to entering the field of battle. Most people prepare for war similar to how Ashley prepares to go to a dog show. Everything has to be a certain way. There can be no hindrances. Everything must be fluid. All the gears must mesh together. And that is essentially how it would be. So for this, for her, um, she it would drive her batshit. And, but see, the thing is, yes. if I had no other dogs and no other dog breeds mm-hmm. and I was a stay-at-home wife... I would easily have another breed that requires a lot of grooming. Are we going easily. to discuss that breed at some point? At some point. 
Do you want to name that breed now, or do you want to leave the listeners in suspense? I will go ahead and say what it is. The, Ob- oh, okay. the Obamas had them. Portuguese, Portuguese water dog. dog. I would easily have those. Bow. Bow and Sunny. But I would never own a Barbet because of the fact that it's that rustic grooming style that I just wouldn't know when to stop. Mm. And personality-wise... Oh, I have a problem with that. <laughs> um, but personality-wise... Well, I, I think supposed to agree. Don't look at me like that. But temperament-wise, they're great. Mm. Um, and also, this is a little bit of inside baseball for me. Um, inside baseball? Yeah, so whenever I look at a dog and I want to own it, it would be something that I would want to show. Yeah. And some of the dogs that I was seeing recently that were young dogs, mm. I had a few structural fault concerns. Mm. That's similar to what I was discussing earlier about form and function. Right. So to me, if I'm looking at something that's form and function, I want it to look like it can go out there and I want it to have the best structure possible, the most balanced structure possible. Mm-hmm. And for a developing breed, some of the things that I was seeing, I was like, oh, okay. It was a little concerning. And I have a few concerns with some other breeds like that. And we'll get there. So she's like, I have some thoughts. Yeah, I have some thoughts and questions. Um, so, for me, it's a no. Um, you swinging this door back my way? Uh-huh. So, Michael, would you own one? You already know my answer because you've already swiped mine there, Swiper. Um... I, you know, I have a burning, powerful anger that rivals most exploding stars when any of the kiddos get muddy or dirty when it was unnecessary. Partially at myself for letting it happen, but partially at them for being dogs and doing it in the first place. Um, And more often than not, I mean, one time when, I know I mentioned this previously, when Rolo did it, I actually took that purple spray Mm -hmm. and cleaned him. He may as well have had a bath at that point. He was that dirty. He got it on his chest, his paws, his feet. Bottom line, it's going to be a no because of the grooming issue. I cannot stand to have bubblegum in that dog's hair and have to pull it out with peanut butter. That would drive me nuts. No. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so that's answer. yours is a no. That's another one in which we agree. In case anyone's keeping a tally on regards to this, um, I think we've agreed on the majority of them. It wouldn't surprise me. You and I are very. I mean, as very different as we are, um, we also have very, very much uh, multiple similarities and mm-hmm. whatnot. So yeah, I think that's why we complement each other so well. Yep, and so, um, basically, my version of the Super Bowl's coming up. So yes. this episode will come out after that. Oh, so so Westminster's already happened then. Yeah, Westminster's already happened. So congrats so, to the winner. Woo-hoo. Okay, all right. Just to completely fuck up my time travel esque mind. This is coming out in the future, but we're recording it in the past before it's even happened. Yes. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yep. Um, one thing that I do want to mention is completely off topic. I actually have we the logo. That we asked a friend of ours to develop. I think she's owed... I I mentioned her the Mm -hmm. other day. um, We were recording very subtly um, the previous episode. So... Um, She sews while she listens to our podcast. I'm sitting there while we're recording the podcast. I'm trying to find a way to get the damn thing to her. I had to employ our friend Sam, who gave me the link, and I sent the link to her through Facebook Messenger as we're recording. I just like non-verbally telling me, stop! Stop what you're doing! Hand just flapping and waving like a bird. So, our podcast art... Yes. I'm not sure what we would call it, podcast art or whatever. Uh, the it's official, a logo. Yeah, our official it's logo. the official logo, essentially, that was done. Um, we asked her to mm-hmm. do the logo. Um, she did it with absolutely nothing to profit from it whatsoever. Um, she did it once for my parents' business, but they didn't take it, mm-hmm. which, honestly, I think they're the lesser for it because... It was gorgeous. She's brilliant. So... Honestly. And she does her own sewing, too. Yeah, she does her own sewing, um, she is a stay-at-home mom. She's mm-hmm. a dog groomer. Um, she hey. sends absolutely the raunchiest texts I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's 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 great. We have a great friendship. Kudos to you there. <laughs> Way to go, Dustin. There, thank you. I, you um, saved me. I feel like a complete shithead now. 
So, and also her oldest son, Sam, is going to be showing one of our dogs soon. Not at all. A completely different person from Samantha, my best friend. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um... Shout out to Mandy. Shout out to Mandy. Who is this wonderful person who, um, is... Um, she's very crafty, she's very handy, and she's very funny, honestly. Yeah, and you can find she her... She has her own business, doesn't she? Yes, you can find her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, just to give you running commentary, Ashley's picked up her phone right now. And she's yeah. currently trying to find Mandy's information shit. so she can relate. Mandy, why would you say she's shit? That's not nice. Damn it! Where is it? Okay, it's the oh, I found it. Sewing information. No, all right. So if you want to follow Mandy um, on Instagram, go right ahead. Most of her stuff is about sewing and her two boys. Mm. Um, she's a hysterical human being. Very, oh yeah, very sweet, very nice. So you can find her on Instagram at feralboys28. That's F-E-R-R-E-L-L boys28, all one word. And you'll see some of her sewing creations and whatnot on there. And um, her business, though, she has... And I follow... Shit. I follow her... Doesn't she have a dog right now? Yes. She has a blue Sharpay. His name is Blue. That's a very unique name. Um, She has her own grooming business. I want to say it's called Sheets You Not Grooming, which is hilarious. That actually, I think, is what it is, to be honest with you. Um, So, shout out to Mandy for creating our... Um, Absolutely. Our art and our cover, our logo and whatnot, and... I'm currently shopping right now for someone to do some theme music for us. Um, yeah, her. I looked it up on Facebook. Um, it's um, specifically. Sh- um, I can't say that brief without saying shit. Shitsu not grooming. It's personal house call grooming. Yep, in the Richmond metro area. Uh huh. Um, she does some amazing work when it comes to grooming. She's also an amazing dog trainer and does some great stuff when it comes to that. Um, and again... The multi-talented Mandy, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Sorry if we left dead air. She was just trying to find the information because I put her on the spot. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so... Oh, that was so much fun. Again, rate, review, subscribe, download, Absolutely. all of that stuff. Follow us on Instagram at aboutadogpod. Send us an email at aboutadogpod at gmail.com. And of course, there's the forlorn and lamented Twitter Yeah, our account Twitter is... That is just like out there by itself. Um, you can tell because it's done by Mandy's created and beautiful logo for us um, at aboutadog1. And our is, Facebook is aboutadogpod. So feel free to... Follow rate, us, contest. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe, like, download, and prayers, all like that kind of all of that <laughs> stuff. Um, we really appreciate it. And um, um, if you've listened this far, um, thank you so very much. Yeah, Continue thank you. To help support us and what we're doing in regards to this because I don't want to work anymore. I'd prefer to this be my job. But. Yeah. So if you own a dog specific product business mm-hmm. and wish to partner with us to do advertisements there's the email address Hit please us shoot us an email mm-hmm. and we want to be we'll be vetting you personally we want to make sure that whatever we do in terms of advertising that we stand by whatever product that is yeah so if you want to pitch a product to us and or if you are from those companies that we've already mentioned before we mentioned that we Canada. use have we mentioned the x dog vest Canada. X dog vest. Okay, I guess I just did. I don't um, know. climb. Shitsu not pet grooming. <laughs> yeah, Shitsu not pet grooming. Um, fit paws. Uh-huh. Um, Paco collars. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, not too subtle considering the bling you got for Raven. Yeah. So if yeah, you yeah, let's let's put you on the spot again. How much did that set you back again? I don't want to talk about it. It's <laughs> beautiful. It's freaking beautiful. <laughs> So, if you own a dog-specific business and wish to advertise with us... Which we'd be more than happy to work with you. We would but, definitely be happy to work with you. But only reach out. You have to reach out. But please reach out. Yeah, please reach out. Shoot me an email. 
And generally what we would want to do is um, test your product first mm. and make sure it passes certain quality tests on our, on our end. Yeah, hammies can be very destructive. I mean, <laughs> some pet stores said, this this toy is indestructible. Rolla's like, hi, five minutes. Actually, not even five minutes. Done. Like those infamous, the Himalayan uh, chews. <laughs> I I bought one of those. It's supposed to be indestructible. Rolo finished it. Oh, Astrid. Get off the counter. You're being naughty. Um, But yeah. You keep talking. Those those infamous Himalayan dog chews yak milk things. Okay, she's down. Um, Furry personal assistant needs to learn the boundaries. Like Kemper and Penny and Alice. It took them ages to go through it. Rolo, Rolo, it it was like... He was doing an hour. Yeah, if that. So... When we are trying to look for advertising, that's what we mean. Yeah. We want to make sure that it is good for our dogs. Ooh, I know one you haven't mentioned yet that we've actually mentioned in the podcast before and came out of your account recently. BarkBox. Yes, BarkBox. Also, we have a Patreon. Oh, I can believe we forgot about that. Yes, yeah. we have a Patreon with nice little tiers and benefits and things like that. It's um, Hi, if you want to hear me talk about you like this, you may want to go ahead and hit this up on the Patreon. Yes, so we have a Patreon. It's about a dog pod yeah. on Patreon. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. And so, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, download, all those things. Contact us. And hug your dog. Please hug your dog. They love you. Hug your dog. They really, really, really love you. You can't let me have the last word. Nope. Hug your dog. Hug your dog. Hug your dog. I win. Damn it. Hug yes. your dog. Yay.